Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen. I hope everyone had a fabulous weekend and week. I know last week was very dynamic with four with Mars moving to Pisces and then having four planets in Pisces. Definitely made it for a trippy, emotional, happy, otherworldly week for myself, my clients, and some of my friends, and just the stories I heard overall. Now, this week is kind of exciting. It is the kickoff to eclipse season, the Taurus Scorpio eclipse season, which I'm really, really excited about, Um, mostly because it's not happening in my angular houses and the other eclipse seasons happen in my angular houses. But this particular solar eclipse that's going to be happening on Saturday the 30th is going to be really, really positive. First of all, solar eclipse is a new moon eclipse. So we know when it's new moon, our emotions tend to be more calm, not so erratic and all over the place. But Venus, Taurus's host, is conjunct Jupiter and Neptune and will be, I think it's hours after the eclipse, maybe one hour after the eclipse will be exact conjunction Venus and Jupiter. Venus is exalted. So now you have Taurus's host Venus exalted, lifted up at the best place she could be, the happiest place she can be, can join Jupiter, two, two benefic planets that are in the sign of Pisces where they're happy and they are growing. So with this new moon and Venusian things, I think come a lot of beautiful new beginnings. As you know, the last five months has been a trip for Venus. Venus has gone you know, into the underworld, back up, has been hitting really malefic planets, hard things happening, a lot of stops in our tracks, a lot of not the free loving way Venus likes to be. But imagine this is finally, I'm telling you, I know I say it in every episode, but this is finally the light at the end of Venus's tunnel for right now, for this year, at least. (laughs) This is going to be very big and very beautiful. Let's talk about Venus conjunct Jupiter-Neptune, and then we'll talk about the solar eclipse that is happening at the end of the week. Okay, take a deep breath. So when Venus is conjoined Jupiter and Neptune, and both are exalted, with Venus, we want to look at our kids, our romance, our friendship, our self, our aesthetic. And when I say self, I mean how... We relate to our own joys and pleasures in life. With kids, I think you're going to see a little bit of bigger emotions, maybe some out-of-the-box emotions. However, it will have a very positive ending, and it will also be solution-based if they do freak out, and often kids being able to release emotions that were stuck, or they're able to express or talk about things out of nowhere that previously they didn't know how to express. This is a good time to help gain a stronger connection to the universe and the understanding of something greater than themselves. I know yesterday I took my kids out to St. Peter's Village, which I love, out near Pottstown. And it's this cool little tiny hippie town that backs up to French Creek State Park. And there's a restaurant, a little you know game place. And more importantly, there's these rocks, there's swim holes. There, It's just like a very cool vibe. And I, my kids were just really into it. I take them all the time into the woods, but this time, I don't know if they're older, they were really into it. And I really showed them, A, this is very Taurus season vibes, how to clean up earth and how to understand earth and how that we are one with earth. To me, I think that's one of the basis, 
you know, we have the son of Taurus right now. That is one of the basic ways that we can start to show our children spiritual principles um, or a connection to something greater than themselves is getting them into nature and understanding their place with nature. And so right now I'm really focusing on not littering and cleaning up things. So when we were there, and of course my double tourist, Remy, he has become quite a little, a little, what does he call himself? The recycling king or something like that. He is, he was out in the, he's like, oh my God, let me get this plastic bottle. Oh my God, I can't believe he said the other day walking out of Wawa yesterday. Oh my God, I can't believe this many people littered so close to Earth Day. <laughs> and I thought that was so cute. But if you have children, it's a great way to show them a deeper connection to the universe. Romance. It's again last, especially last week, having those planets in Pisces happening. We still have those four planets happening with this eclipse. So there can be a little bit of disassociating, lost, big emotions, some fights with family. However, I feel like this is going to be more, if there were some fighting last week, this is going to be turning over a new leaf and finding a solution and moving forward in faith with a stronger connection, moving forward that your relationships, uh, friendships will grow and will transform for maybe a hard time out of last week. That's how I'm feeling with that. Coming together in harmony, a deeper soul connection. You might be searching for a much stronger soul connection with someone or if you're already partnered with someone, I think that will happen. You guys will be able to come together as a union and figure out how to move forward with something with strong faith and strong belief and an even stronger connection. There's a renewed sense in love. This is also a transit for new romance to blossom. So if you aren't with someone, <coughs> excuse me, if you aren't with someone, I wouldn't be surprised if someone you just started dating or maybe you meet someone with this transit that really blossoms. For friendships, the same thing, finding union and spirituality. New friendships are going to blossom out of this. Deeper connections created through spirituality, connection, the universe, abundance, finding abundance when two people come together, whether friendship, romance, and that could be abundance in life, that could be abundance in business, abundance in just happiness, overall happiness. Abundance is everywhere if we choose to look. Remember that. If we choose to look and we focus on the abundance of Mother Nature and the abundance other than material, we can see that it's everywhere. And when we focus on that, then we bring in the material. But other than that, this is a good time to really start something new with yourself, especially Taurus Risings right now. Um, any Taurus Risings out there or Taurus Moons, this is going to be a really big time for you to make a really positive change with yourself. Even find some sort of healing and let go of past beliefs in yourself. A new, oh wait, I almost started talking about the solar eclipse we'll get into that let me just finish up with this i think both are you know both are sort of happening coinciding so i'm going to be talking about both of those but again venus has really come through i know last week there was just a lot of disassociating anytime you have things happening in pisces pisces i love you guys i you are opposite my first house so i tracked you guys often in the reflection of myself you are my some of my closest relationships as well as some of the people I fight because you're opposite with the most of my entire life. But this is what I know after being with Pisces my entire life is that 
you guys disassociate because Pisces is, a, is the end of the zodiac and is often associated with being able to travel between both worlds, the material realm and the spiritual realm. And so if you meet Pisces or people with a lot of Pisces placements, you often find that they're, they're like traveling nomads, traveling artists, occasionally, you know, not occasionally, more often than not, they tend to have issues with drugs and alcohol. Not only do I know a lot of people like that, but after spending many years in a 12-step fellowship, it I would say one of the biggest signs in there were Pisces. <laughs> Next up were like Geminis and Virgos, if I'm being honest, but Pisces were one of the number one signs, sun signs in there. They had a path of, of being lost. But oftentimes you'll find Pisces being the most connected to the spiritual realm. You'll find a lot of tarot readers, astrologers, a lot of people leading um, in spiritual groups will be Pisces. So there's the good and bad. But having that happening can make us sort of disassociate from things and then travel back and forth. I know for me, there was a search for a deeper connection. And not just me, I would say my clients, my friends, people I came across this whole last, the last two weeks was like, what? And I know I talked about in these last two episodes, but what is the bigger connection? There's got to be more to life than this material realm. There has to be something bigger. And searching for that deeper connection, connection outside of yourself through relationships, through our daily life, through spirituality, somewhere in yourself, you're feeling that you need to connect deeper. Well, let's tie this into the solar eclipse. The solar eclipse is going to harness a new beginning through that deeper connection, especially if this week you really focus on how you can cultivate that connection. Let's talk about this solar eclipse. So a solar eclipse is like a new moon on steroids. This is the beginning of the eclipse season. We had from 2020 up until the end of 2021, we had the Gemini Sagittarius eclipse season. This eclipse season is just beginning and it is going to go through this year and then a little bit of next year and that is going to be Taurus and Scorpio. Fixed signs, right? <laughs> I had to take a breath there. A little bit different. It's going to be things happening now will will stay and will have a grounded foundation as opposed to the mutable signs where we had the last eclipse season. Eclipse season range from easier to harder based on is it in a mutable sign, is it in a fixed sign, or is it in a cardinal sign? And that is because that's going to show us how our emotions or how we show up to whatever is happening during this eclipse season. Are we able to go with the flow of it or are we a little bit more, no, I'm not I'm not going to gain acceptance in that. We're going to have that a little bit more with Scorpio, I feel like. So anyways, we're clicking, we're kicking this off with a brand new moon. This is a, going to be a beautiful solar eclipse. I'm really, really excited. With eclipses, with eclipse seasons, it's often not something that necessarily happens that day. A lot of these transits we'll talk about when it's an exact conjunction, we'll tend to see it play out within that day or two. Eclipse season, it's something that takes events over, you know, something that happens over time in a series of events. Or oftentimes it's something that happens a little bit later because these are happening in series. So we can see the change of the eclipse happening within a year and a half of each other. Sometimes some of your biggest life changes and life 
switches, you know, your big life, something happens and it makes the course of your life go to a different direction. Not necessarily negative, also positive as well. Again, this would be more positive, but it changes your life. And all of a sudden, now you're on this path. Instead, you were once on the left path or the right path. This eclipse is happening in a close conjunction with Uranus. I think it's maybe 10 degrees off, but it's still in a, in a signed conjunction with Uranus. With Uranus, we know that is a planet that tends to be um, out of the blue, shocking changes or bringing energy that helps you break beyond the mold of something. We need to look where Taurus is showing up in your house. Look at what house is Taurus showing up, and that's going to show you where a lot of these changes. Where Taurus and Scorpio, they're going to be opposite each other on your house aspect, on your house chart. So look at that and see where these changes are going to be happening over the next year and a half. There's going to be a lot of new beginnings that come from breakthroughs or out of the blue events. And breakthroughs, when I say that, oftentimes it can be the breakthrough of our own awareness. All of a sudden we looked at something one way and then we wake up the next day and we don't look at that anymore. Or someone maybe says the right words to us and we don't look at it anymore. There's going to be emotional harmony around relationships because we have Venus and Jupiter going to be conjoined during this time. So this is really going to be a good solar eclipse to focus your new moon manifestations, your new mood journey, your new moon list on new beginnings around love, friendship, joy, and pleasure. It's going to be very obvious how to sh how that shows up. It's probably obvious as I'm talking to you right now. When you look over the last journey we've had with Venus through love, friendship, joy, pleasure, how do you want your Venusian, your Venusian things to show up over the next year? This is a great time to plant those, those beginnings. If you're single, if you want new friends, if you're trying to cultivate something new in that, write down exactly what do you want. What is your idea of a perfect partner? And there's no perfect, but what are the things that you would really love in a person? What are the things you'd really love in a friendship? And what are the things that you would really love or bring you lots of love, joy, pleasure, and happiness? Write those out on a piece of paper, write them, put it up and look at it every day for this eclipse season. Look at it and say, okay, that is what I'm going to create and that is what I want. Now, from this eclipse season, we might see things showing up that we need to get rid of, whether it's thoughts, people, places, or things that are no longer serving us or not helping us get to the desired list. And then we need to every day look and say, just for today, especially not so much relationships, but when it comes to you, how can I cultivate that? How can I get closer to those desires that I want in life? I think this is a good time. Again, we really want to focus on manifesting beauty, love, joy, pleasure in our lives over the next year and how would and sit with yourself and really figure out how would that feel to me? What truly would make me happy? What truly would bring me joy, pleasure, and love? What do I need? Something that's also happening, I mean, this is going to be sextile Mars. It's trine Pluto. So the other hard planets, 
are in the clear right now. So I'm really, again, I'm really excited. This is going to be this weekend. I just did a tweet about it. A very fertile new moon. If you want kids, I would suggest having a lot of mating (laughs) this weekend. Doing a lot of that because the energy is fully on your side to create something new. I have a feeling I'm very curious nine months from now if we see a ton of babies. Everyone pay attention because, again, I just feel like this is going to be a lot of babies are going to get conceived this weekend. I'm just telling you, I'm throwing it out there. A lot of babies are going to get conceived this weekend. And so we'll see nine months down the road how that looks. And I'm curious. I, I wrote it down so I can look back nine months and if I see an influx of babies. Not just babies, though. We're in the birthing realm of Pisces energy. So any Venusian things are going to have a very fertile energy. Your creative endeavors are going to be very, there's going to be very fertile energy for creation of any kind, you know, and that sometimes our creative projects, our creative love, again, not just babies, our friendship and our joy and pleasures. This is going to be this weekend a very, very, very strong energy in manifesting and creating new beginnings in Venusian things. I can't say that enough. I'm really excited for that. So wherever you need that new Venusian beginning, plant those seeds on a manifestation list. Some of you have other rituals. I know I do as well. Anything that makes you feel like you are cultivating something new, you are creating something new, stay in that energy. This is, I don't know if any of you, I'm sure half of you guys listening are gardeners or get out into the dirt or plant things. I love to, I'm a little bit of that, but I kill everything. I don't have a green thumb. This would be something to even take your list or, or a ritual that you might be doing with a crystal, a candle and bury it, bury it under a plant so it can grow. Definitely suggest that. That's one of my favorite things. So I'm excited. Things are going to be so fertile this weekend, especially after last week. But remember, there is still going to feel a little bit of lost in emotions. If you start crying this week, I know last week, and I shared about last week's episode, I think the last two and a half weeks since Jupiter and Neptune conjoined in my seventh house, I have been crying. But it's like tears of, of lost, lost pain. It's like almost sometimes it doesn't even feel like it's my own tears. It feels like it's like my ancestral tears, my family tears. There were layers in there that I had thought I had healed, that I thought that I had let go of, that I thought I journeyed through. And then all of a sudden I was crying out of nowhere. And these thoughts were coming out of nowhere. And sometimes I didn't even know what I was thinking. So there can be a little bit of that feeling this week and this weekend. However, it is healing tears these aren't pain, they are painful, but they're healing tears. Crying is an energy that gets out of us. It's stuck emotions in there that come out of us. And so when you cry out of nowhere, when you have a big cry out of nowhere, imagine that is layers upon layers underneath you somewhere that needed to get out. So if you cry this weekend, just let yourself cry. Put on some more country music. I know that's what I do. Put on some more country music and let yourself tear up and let them go because I promise you, you will feel better and you will release all of that I know again I've been a lot of I've been releasing one of my clients asked me shout out Rachel I love her so much she comes in Saturday morning and she's like so 
you know, when when is it ever when are the planets ever not going to be screwing things up? <laughs> and I laughed. She put it in a funnier way. I'm trying to remember. And I said, never. You know, we have our quiet months. We have our quiet weeks and our quiet days. However, one thing that will make it easier is if we accept that both the bad times in life, the hard times in life coexist, coexist exactly when the good times exist. I know that seems hard. I feel like I talk about this all the time. That's one of the things I try to teach my children a lot is that we cannot have one without the other. And oftentimes it can exist in the same week, in the same day, in the same moment. So when we fully accept that today I'm having a great day, this moment I'm having a great day, and then tomorrow it might be bad, we, that makes things flow so much easier because life just flows throughout good and bad. And the planets align every day. They trigger something that cycles both good or bad. Now, in any of my predictions, if what I'm saying doesn't feel totally true or sometimes it feels magnified or less than what I'm saying, that is because it is all also personally a little bit different based on people's astrology charts because each planet is currently going into it to everyone's personal house, whether it be the first house, the second house, the third house. And each one of those houses have are aligned differently because the planets are all over. So sometimes it's going to be more intense for others and then less intense for others as well. And some of these transits you're going to feel are more intense, some are less intense. You can get a better idea. Transits happening in angular houses, that's the first, fourth, seventh, and tenth, you are going to feel the strongest and you are going to feel the most for good or bad. The other houses, it's a little different, but those ones are going to show up loudest in your life in the angular houses. So when I give these reports, this is just a general collective reading of what is going to show up and how it's going to feel as a collective and you personally, but just remember, it can be a little bit different and can be more or less depending on what your natal chart looks like. So definitely start getting familiar with your natal chart and start really looking up, seeing how things focus. If you're new to astrology and you have no idea where to begin, you're just Googling stuff, one of the best things I can say is get a journal and start every day tracking the transits. First, start tracking the moon if you want to make it even simpler and write out every, because the moon changes so often every day that you get a very general idea of what happens in each sign and what happens with planets or in each sign based on just following the moon. But if you write down every day what degree and what sign and what aspects the planets are making, and then you that allows you to look into your own life once you know what's happening and you know the basis of the planets, and you journal every day, you will get a very, very, very strong idea how transits show up in your life and how they show up in the lives of others and even harness a stronger sense of astrology. And that, I think, you know, people say, oh, how do you know you want to be an astrologer or a teacher of it or all this stuff? Once you start doing that, you're, if your interest grows stronger and stronger, then you're probably headed toward that, down that path or just at least a path of a new, a new pursuit of pleasure. I know for me, my mind all day is thinking about astrology. I know I drive people crazy, but I'm so now tracking the transits every day and I realized how strong that helps me gain my astrology knowledge that I become obsessed. I like look at all my clients' life and I'm like, oh, 
you're a rising Gemini, so that is why this is happening or, or forever. So I definitely suggest that if you want to get a really strong basis of astrology. And then from there, you can figure out if you really want to use this to help others or just use it in your daily life, which is just as, just as helpful. All right. Well, that was a good episode. I got everything out I wanted to say. Again, follow me on TikTok and on Astrology, Cosmic Colleen, 1C. I often do videos, one-minute videos of the tra the transits during the week, and sometimes I talk about things maybe I missed on this episode or on the episode on the Weekly Awakening. Definitely check that out on Twitter. I'm Cosmic Colleen underscore. Um, so yeah, again, thank you everyone. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening day in and day out. Thank you for sharing, subscribing and telling friends about this. I appreciate it. And you guys are helping me more than you know. Now remember, manifest some magic for the next year this week, because this weekend is going to be extremely fertile, extremely fertile for love, kids, creative pleasures, joys, and just our normal pleasures. I love you guys so much. Thank you and have a fabulous week and a fabulous eclipse season.